Welcome back, everybody, to We Talk Film. I'm your host, as always, Barry, joined, as always, by Clayton. How you doing, Clayton? Hey, Barry, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine, you know. We've been through a lot this past week, you and I have. But, you know, we're getting back into rhythm again. We're getting back doing the podcast. And thanks to everyone for listening and also joining us here on YouTube, where you get to see our wonderful YouTuber faces. Because uh, yes. we've got YouTuber faces now, apparently. We have the YouTubiest of YouTuber faces, according to one of our most loyal loyal viewers. <laughs> loyal viewers, yep, yep. Oh, so that's great. <laughs> but yeah, basically, oh, so what are we before, doing today, Clayton? Oh, before we kick it off, we would just like to say something that we've been doing this week, is we have been lucky <gasps> enough to be a part of a short film production that was being made by two of our like best friends from class, from TAFE, and yep, uh, you know, including yep, yep. one that we've had on the podcast before, Mr. Ben Van yes, Leen twice. and Jason Kingsley. So th- shout out to you guys. You're doing a hell of a job on that. Um, hopefully yes, the are. film comes out sometime soon so that we can promote it on here, pitch it to everyone yep, that yep. we know that, yeah, we were a part of this. Come check out this awesome little short film that's being made. Um, so we will give you more information on that when we can, but for now, just keep an eye out for more more word on that, and um, let's get straight into the news then, Barry. Let's get straight into the news. All right, before we get into the news, we got some new trailers this week for a bunch of really different things. The first one is a movie called Argyle, starring Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, and a bunch of everyone oh, else. yeah. Did you watch yeah, the trailer for this? That was a, that was a trailer, and that's yeah, okay. It's a movie that I'm know. not looking forward to, to be honest. <laughs> Looks, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's it's about a writer, and she's going through a story, and a story's real. And Henry Cavill has the worst haircut ever. Yes, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So he yeah, looks that that movie really looks. Uh, it looks really bad. I might watch yeah. it just because it looks stupidly fun, like like fun yeah. bad. Yeah, no. Yep. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, we also got a trailer for the Goosebumps series coming out on Disney Plus. I, I'm not sure Goosebumps if this was series? our first look at it. Yeah, it looks. It's you know how they did the Goosebumps movie a while ago with Jack Black. Yeah, looks yep. kind of like that, but it's just like an adaptation of the stories in a series form. I'm like, that looks uh, okay. Cool. It doesn't look like That's it's for cool. me. But yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm. All, I like it. There's some good Goosebumps <laughs> stories. Um. Yep. And we got a, a first look trailer at Tomb Raider, The Legend of Lara Croft, which is an animated series coming mm. to Netflix sometime this uh, next year, sorry. That looks yep, really yep. good. That looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's coming right off the hot off the heels of like stuff like Castlevania and something else, because we got uh Netflix's Devil May Cry is getting an anime as well. Yes, yeah, I saw that. But I saw that. That looks very of- interesting. Yeah, a lot of game animated adaptations that look good. I mean, Cyberpunk was uh, the last one that they did. It, it yep, seems yep. like it's kind of following yeah, the Castlevania trend of- one just dropped yeah. yesterday as well. The first season yeah. of the new Castlevania series is on Netflix now. So plenty it's to insane. watch at the moment, animated-wise. It's, it's all good so far, <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, So yeah. I'm all for that. All right, now into the big stories this week. Our top story I'm going to kick it off with is the Writers Guild. The writing strike is finally over. After 146 days, they've finally come to a deal with the studios. Um, Apparently, uh, and this is because no official details or lists of things have been out yet. They're still finalizing the paperwork, but they've agreed on it. Apparently, they're getting exactly what they wanted. 
or at least yep. as close to that as they would have accepted. Um, so we'll find out more about that hopefully in the next week and report back exactly what was agreed on, exactly what's happening, what's changed. This is a great, great, great thing because um, it means that the actors' strike is probably next to come to an end. Um, yes, hopefully, hopefully, very soon. Hopefully it makes it marks a new age in film where people get paid what they deserve and they are able to make good quality things. So I'm very happy the the writer's strike is finally yes. over. Yep, yep, um, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And then moving away from happy news, we've got some sad news because we had a passing of uh, one of uh, probably one of my favorite acting performances performers uh, in probably the 20th in the 21st century uh, is Mr. Michael Gambon, Sir Michael Gambon, the actor who portrayed yes. Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies. He passed away at the age of 82. Um, he's pretty much known for that role. He had a bunch of other roles throughout the 80s and 90s. He was in some smaller things. Yep. But yeah, he he's Dumbledore. I don't think there would ever be another portrayal of Dumbledore that was as good as his. Um, no, but we'll see when they do the TV show remake thing. So Yeah, we'll, we'll worry about that then. But um, yeah, that's some sad news. <laughs> and then moving on to some yeah. news that I'm indifferent about. Um, if you're aware of the controversy behind the Rick and Morty TV show... Uh, and Ooh, the yeah. firing of voice actors, mm-hmm. one of the co-creators being dropped from the show entirely. Well, they've just brought in new voices for the two titular characters, and people are very mixed. Very mixed on this. There's a huge differing of opinions. Um, yes, what's your What's your is. opinion on them changing the voices to people that sound kind of similar? Yeah, it's a bit like nerve wracking because they do sound very much more identical. Um, with the characters, and it's two different people as well, isn't it? Yeah, apparently. As far as we're aware, they haven't they haven't revealed who the voice actors are as yeah, well, and I think yeah. that's because they know that they're going to get controversy for it, so they've kind of kept that yep, secret. Yep, yep, yep. But apparently, no, it's good, two because they said voice actors. Okay. So it's weird that they. So sound yeah, and it's just weird that they sound a lot more similar, um, in that regard. Where um, Justin Roiland, the previous voice actor could actually make them still quite distinct from one another. Um, but yeah. that's the thing. we'll see how it goes. Like, they're dropping the new season soon enough type thing, and we'll just have to, like, watch it. Like, I'd like to see it in the show. And because since it deals with, like, multiverse stuff for that show, like, they can somewhat get away with it. It's just, like, yeah. they just do multiverse stuff with it. So, you know. They literally could. Yeah. They could just start the new literally. season with the old Rick and Morty dying, and then, phew, we're over here, and these ones sound slightly different, and they'll joke about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yep. Which would surprise me. Again, I watched a little bit of Rick and Morty. It's not really for me. It had some funny moments, but it was a little bit meh. Um, so I, yeah, I feel yeah. indifferent about it. But yeah, some people were hating on it. Some people were furious. Some people didn't mind. It was a it was a big thing in the internet over the past week. So um, that basically concludes this week's news, Barry. What are we talking about today? Oh, What's on okay. the agenda? So on today's agenda, first up, we have an Australian movie we're talking about, a very small yeah. independent film that has become the talk of the town at the moment in all of Hollywood and just about everywhere um, at the moment. So spoiler warning for everyone. We are going to be talking oh. about Talk To Me, the very- R-rated new horror film done by the Felipe brothers. I hope I got that right. It's Philippo. Um, Philippo. 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 <laughs> I even Googled it before and everything like that, oh, and I've very. already forgotten. Oh, Other name. So basically, we gotta, we gotta the synopsis. Do the name. 
<laughs> yeah, I gotta no stop doing the names you. while actually learning the people's names. Uh, when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. So basically, yes, it does cover every single horror film in the past. There's some weird voodoo object type thing that is cursed and you start playing around with it, which leads to repercussions. But they have done it in such a tremendous little unique way that I kind of dug it and I see why it has been the talk yeah. of the town at the moment, especially coming from such a small team putting it together on a budget of only $5 million. Uh, yes. I haven't looked up what it's actually made at box office uh, right now. I can now, tell you, I it has made $72.4 million. So that's oh. like a $68 million turnaround. <laughs> yep. So they've done all right. They've done all right. And obviously, yeah, oh, quite yeah. a big range of new talent as well in it, all young aspiring actors and actresses. Um, the one big actress was Miranda Otto, Sue. Um, she was obviously in um, Lord of the Rings as Eowyn. Um, you know, oh, yes. they had to put one, one big name in there. <laughs> one big name in there. Yeah. Yeah, take it away, Clayton. All right, so yeah, basically the movie kind of opens with this cool little one-shot party sequence that got me hooked on the film straight away. I will say I liked this little opening they did as he walks through a party, and I'm and I'm especially coming off of filming a short film a couple days prior. Going into this with that perspective was really cool because this this movie is very creative with its visual style. It has its very unique yes, thing. Yes, it's very Australian as well, which I liked and is missing in a lot of yes. movies. Yes. Um, so yeah, it opens with this party scene and there's this crazy possessed dude in a bedroom and he stabs a guy and then stabs himself and then it's boom, talk to me, title credits. And we're like, okay, that was weird. I, I kind of dig it. What's what's going on here? And then we get revealed that what's causing this is a ceramic hand that looks similar like this. It's pointing, it's like that. On YouTube, you'll be able to see this. So watch the YouTube video, guys. Anyway, We've got <laughs> so, hands yeah. and there's a hand and we're shaking hands. We got hands. <laughs> On Spotify, you don't know if we have hands. <laughs> so, oh, I have hands. Uh, it's a new so thing yeah, I just found out I have hands. Weird-looking ceramic hand that when people hold it and say, talk to me, they get to communicate with a spirit, a ghost, yep, or someone yep. who's died. And, and um, if they say, let it in, the spirit can take them over for until they get out. Um, so basically, it becomes a little party gimmick. As this this Maori guy and his friend get hold yep, of it and just start yep, bringing yep. it to parties and filming people and messing yeah. around with it, and I'm like, you guys are the like stupidest people ever. <laughs> he has a messing with his <laughs> demon hand. Like, haven't you he... ever watched a horror movie before? <laughs> That's, it was what it felt like. Cause um, I liked yep, the opening yep. shot, but the rest of the setup felt kind of flat <laughs> for me because it felt very oh teenagers messing with the ghost thing again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if we had a weird ghost hand, we'd probably mess with it as well. So, <laughs> like, probably. Um, you imagine if I would we be had a guy like hand. sitting in, yeah. in the corner. I'll be like, I remember that time where I was messing with voodoo stuff. <laughs> Did not <laughs> well, turn like, out well. <laughs> if we had that ceramic hand up in Lancelin when we were shooting, we definitely oh, would have used it. <laughs> like, it oh, been, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been terrible. So, I, I, I always kind of push that aside because it's like, Oh no, stupid teenagers doing stupid things. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's kind of what would have happened. Um, <laughs> especially because no yeah, one yeah. was really being hurt with it. Oh, until no, something not, goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, until something goes wrong. Um, yeah, so basically the main character we follow 
in this movie um played well her name's Mia played by Sophie Wilde um basically the backstory to her is that her mum recently well a few years before the movie takes place her mum passed away and so obviously she still finds that loss of connection with her mum and everything like that until they start messing around with the hand dealing with spirits mm-hmm. and everything like that and obviously her mum comes back as a spirit and possesses one of her friends um Riley and then she's because you only have 90 seconds apparently that you're meant to be holding the hand for or the possession to take over if you go too much or over basically bad things start to happen and which they do because they oh, literally no. just let riley go for a full conversation and he went way overboard and then basically things went down south real quick he started oh, getting possessed what you normally see and grouping his eyeball out and it was a whole thing yeah. Took a while for the movie to get to this point. I will say it yes, should yeah, have yeah, come yeah. a bit yeah. earlier. It did, yeah. but the movie itself was ninety-five minutes long. So I, I understand the need to at least pad out the thing. And it, I guess it did, it did make this moment a bit more impactful. I just would have liked to see it sooner. Um, yeah, and this was obviously the the goriest moment in the film. I think was when this kid oh, yeah. starts bashing his head on the table. He's flipping yep. around. Oh, I would run up that. The, the most gory scene, or the most scene I didn't really? like, was when they saw that kangaroo at the beginning of the film that was hit by the Ooh, car yes. and just left it um, on the road. I did not like that. <laughs> that was quite like disturbing. That. It was so obviously like a fake thing. It just it took that yeah. took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. The kangaroo scene was sure. I I didn't really mind that stuff. It just kind of added to the Australian element of it, which I always prefer. Yeah, but still, I, I just found it. It was it was just like creepy. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> why does it yeah. try to look like? Because I think it was an animatronic. I did remember watching an interview that recently. That doesn't surprise me. It kind of had, had tears. Movie. So yeah, yeah. That's all right. It's good. So yeah, your kid right. smashes his head, tries to kill himself. They yep. pull the hand away. Yep, that's right. Pull the hand away. Ghosts will leave them, but you got to blow out the candle. You have to blow out the candle as well. Yeah. So they they didn't blow out the candle, and the kid got stuck, and they're like, "Oh no!" And then the police show up, and instead of like investigating, they kind of just get to go on their way. The kid goes to a hospital. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A little bit. That was a bit like a little bit weird. There wasn't more of an investigation. Uh, no, they weren't like testing all the other kids to see if there was drugs and stuff like that involved at the party. No. It has to be like, why is this kid nearly dead type thing? Like, what actually happened? Yeah. It was and, more and just another... like, oh, he's just in hospital. The other thing that surprised me about that as well is the hand doesn't go back with the people that own it after this party. It goes back with Mia for some reason. Like, why did she get yeah. to keep it? I was like, why does she have it? That was so. It's like a little moments like that took me out of it because this movie was really well shot, really well done. It's just the overall story and some of the dialogue was a lot to be yeah. desired. Honestly, yeah. It, yeah. It ever almost every second line felt forced. Um, yeah, but yeah. The movie itself, from a technical perspective and from a visual perspective, was really good and interesting enough. The premise of the movie is really cool. It's doing the whole like a Ouija board thing, but or yep. the, you know the ghostly artifact thing. But it's doing it in a different, fun way. Um. So yeah, the premise was good. Um. Some of the yeah, the visual style was really cool. It's just yeah, the dialogue, some of the story moments like that. But um, that leads to later where Mia uh, decides she wants to talk to her mom some more. Does that? She oh, starts yes. seeing things. She's she starts seeing crazy. things. Um, starts seeing her dead mum. Yeah. That's actually not her mum and stuff yeah. like that because she got possessed yeah. by a weird 
other spirit demon thing, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. She keeps doing that. Uh, her ex-boyfriend stays over at her place and she sucks his toes. That was weird. <laughs> that that was a weird scene. That was a and weird then, scene. Um, I was like, nope, nope. Was like, Quentin Tarantino yeah, would have loved that, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that starts happening. Um, they all yep. kind of team up to try and fix things, save the brother, and they find out that the only way to save him is to kill him. And so Mia goes over and she's like, oh, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to put him out of his misery. He like loops it in, accidentally kills her dad. Um, that was yes, pretty. That's sad. right. Yep, yeah, that was pretty he sad. Was such, well, like, no, he nice su- he survives. He survives. He he survives. Yeah, he did. Yeah, she didn't call an ambulance or anything to help him. She okay. <laughs> no, because at this point she was like already taken over, believing that the spirit thing was her mom and telling her the right thing to do, and yeah. it it wasn't because they got told by the guy that got stabbed at the beginning of the film who survived from his brother. Um, was like, just leave them alone type thing. You know, they go away yeah. eventually. But she was like, no, we, we have to use it to help Riley. And that just led it to more worse things and everything like that. And she started seeing things. things and then she became possessed. And then she yeah. basically goes and kills the Riley. With, goes in a wheelchair. And, well, yeah, yeah tries, takes, attempts grabs to. grabs Riley out of the hospital, runs down to That's a right. highway, goes to push and him And tries over. to throw him in front of her. Yeah. And then we're not quite sure if she jumps or if the other girl moved her. It's it's yeah. kind of a little bit vague. Well, obviously, it, at yeah. one point, Mia ended up getting hit by a car and she yes. dies. Mia dies. And this was probably one of my favorite little segments is a little two minute. Even yes, though the, this was the, the very well done. didn't make sense. It's the whole she kind nope. of stood up on the highway, was like walking around. No one was checking on her. They were look at, she looks at Riley. And then she wanders yep. into the hospital and no one knows. And then she yep. doesn't see her reflection. And I'm like, that little two minutes was really cool. I just, yeah. I just wish that the meaning of the two minutes was a little bit betterly, better done. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, it was cool. It was a really cool movie. And this is a first film. The directors of this had never made a movie. Never done no, a feat. No, this is their first time going into a big film and getting it all made. And that's the thing. It's obviously still on a budget of $5 million, which is a lot more budget than what we were working with the past week on our short <laughs> film um, and everything yeah. like that. And it was still amazing yeah, to see, yeah, like a, a small film like this coming out of Australia and just to see like the, how <laughs> big of a film it has become now from such a small concept idea and a very small cast as well and like mm-hmm. kind of small locations and everything like that. And it's it it works for the most part. Like you know, I would comfortably say this is one of the best horror films I've seen in the past decade, um, most yeah. certainly, or most yeah. better one. Definitely the most the best one I've seen this year. That's for sure. Um, yeah, because it's just like yeah. it's an interesting concept on how they did it all. Um, but yeah, how it all went around the story wise and everything like that was kind of a big lackluster. And also as well, I didn't really like the performance of um, the actress that played Mia. I felt most of the time yeah. with her stuff felt kind of flat, but that was with like a lot of the kid. Yeah, I, I feel like as well. that was across every character. Every character felt kind yeah, of poor. Yeah. Maybe yes. the dad yeah. because he didn't do much. But yeah, all of the main ones, it kind of felt like they were doing the things just because that's where the movie had to go, not because that's what they would have done. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it works well enough for the movie to work, but it like it could have been yep. so much better. And that's probably due to the small scale. I mean, these are all like first time low low actors, first time filmmakers, first time directors directing the actors as yes. well. So yep. considering yep. Well, that so. the movie is doing as well as it 
is and uh, worldwide as well as it is is a huge performance it's a huge like thing we want to praise these filmmakers because clearly they oh, know how to make a movie and i'm yep, very yep. excited to see what they do next because now they have an extra 70 million just in their pockets you know <laughs> that they can use for oh the yeah one. well that's the thing because they've already announced they are doing a sequel to this movie which obviously okay. at the end of this one um can lead to that i wonder where it will follow though um because I really want to see this universe and about these hands and everything like kind of spend it out almost. It's almost like the mm. conjuring in a way, you know, like the, the conjuring yeah. stuff, like that weird little universe, but like, don't go too far with it. Like the conjuring no. got a bit weird with all that stuff. Got um, weird after like much. the second one. Yeah. And then they did like, yeah. The yeah. And in, yeah. So, um, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I do. I would like a sequel. I would, I would probably yeah, honestly yeah. like it to take sort of like an evil dead sort of route where instead of a book going around yeah. the hand, yeah. I feel like we could do some interesting stuff with that, but I, I feel like, yeah, they just need to refine dialogue mostly. Because yes. honestly, yes. if the yes. dialogue's really good, the performance comes really good. Um, yep. And yep. I, I'm, a, I'm a sickler for dialogue and writing in movies. It's, it's like one of the yes. things I really want to focus on and one of the things I really enjoy doing. So whenever dialogue is off, it takes me straight out of it because I'm like, you should have done this, you should have done this. Doing this would have oh, been yeah. better. Why, yeah. th th that word doesn't work, you know, stuff like that. So... That's probably why I'm such a stickler for it. I'm sure for the majority of general audiences, it's not going to bother you. This is going to be a good, fun horror movie. Uh, and yeah, probably, and at, at least out of Australia, it's definitely probably the best thing since The Babadook. I didn't really like that oh, one. Yeah. That one was, again, yeah, a cool yeah. premise, but not done really well. So it's on a similar yeah. sort of level to that. If you've seen that, yep. um, you'll probably know what you're in for with this one. But again, it's a cool, cool little movie. So um, unless you want to talk about it any more, do you want to jump into final thoughts and ratings? No, nah, we can get to talk final to thoughts me. and ratings for it. Right, talk to me, yeah. Barry. Talk to me. I'll talk to you <laughs> about my final thoughts and ratings about talk oh. to me. I, I, I kept calling it talk to us for some yeah. reason. All this past oh, no, week, I kept saying talk to I, us. <laughs> remember, I said that's what the she the sequel should be called. I said they should call the sequel talk uh, to us. Oh, okay. I yeah. Think so that's hopefully they call the sequel from. talk to us. Yeah. What a writing credit that would do. Yeah, if they do, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we said it first. Hey, we'll, we'll help them. you write the second one. Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> should call it this. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, it's great to see, like, again, we just have to reiterate, like, a small Australian film getting the recognition it deserves with Australian casting and everything like that and Australian directors and writers and everything like that and seeing how big it's become and everything like that now. Um, but, yeah, it did feel flat most part in the story and the performances and just the dialogue as well. It was literally like even when they were just having normal conversations with one another and everything like that, it was just like you don't talk like that with other people. <laughs> like it was no, just like, no. okay. And it goes to the same trope, and this is why I don't like a lot of horror films and everything like that. It always gets to the point where, like, we've never seen a horror film before. They don't exist in our universe, so we're going to do some <laughs> stupid thing all over again where, yeah. like, other certain horror films and everything like they kind of play with it a bit more you know they get like it's they don't take it so seriously like they, they understand the areas where like every single actor in this was just like oh we'll take a serious type thing but they're doing the most stupid decisions um in in those ways type thing on, on going about it um so i'm going to give it probably a five out of ten um for okay. talk to me just because yeah i did enjoy it still and everything like that um, I feel like the groundwork has been laid for hopefully a better sequel. I really want to see where they take this for the sequel now and everything like that because I feel like there's so much more they could do to the story. Like, where does the hand come from 
and everything like that. Or maybe they yeah. might follow Mia's perspective still. We don't know. Who knows? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things they could be explored with a sequel to do this. So, yeah, that's my final thoughts for Talk To Me. I'm out of What are yours, Clayton? Pretty, well, yeah, I feel like, again, there's a lot of potential for a sequel. I feel like they could go yeah. Evil Dead 2 route with it and maybe have some yes. fun. Do a similar yeah. sort of thing to that. Or they could, yeah, just improve on the things that made this film really good and then, yeah, fix yep, the things yep. that I didn't like about it. Like you were saying, the um, the dialogue, writing, it, it, it brings the film down for me. And I guess that's... Yeah. Yeah. Probably, that might even be just us being filmmakers and writers. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's because like, you and I are writing so much at the moment for certain, so many things and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, we're um, writing So we're every going day. through those things. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally doing writing every day. And dialogue is one of the hardest things to get right in any yes, movie ever. Yes. And yep. the fact that they've done well enough for this to become a, an international hit on such a low budget is really impressive. So I've got to give it a six out of ten just for the feat alone. The movie itself is enjoyable. Don't get don't get me wrong. We are talking a lot of hate for it, but it is actually a fun movie. The premise no, is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I yeah. I do recommend for people to actually go and watch this. Like I said, this is one of the best horror films I've seen in the past decade. And I don't like horror films. The only ones I do like is like all the eighties ones, like Evil Dead and everything like that. <laughs> it's because they're so unique and so like no one does anything like that anymore. But this yeah. one is definitely, like, it, it's a step up, you know? We're getting back to, like, good horror films again and everything mm-hmm, like that, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, horror as a genre is hard to get right because it feels yes, like all yes. of the tropes have been done. It's hard. You cannot make a horror movie without it being compared to another horror movie. It's impossible. Yep, yep. Like, physically impossible. Never, ever going to be done again. Um, And it, yeah, the fact yeah. that it does some things unique, great. It's awesome. I love it. Um, But, yeah, it just it makes me wish this movie was more. But also because it was a first-time movie, it makes me wish that the sequel is more. And I feel like that's that's where we're at. Is these guys here prove yes. they know how to make an amazingly visually interesting film? The shots and stuff in this movie are great. All the special effects Ooh, and the makeup yes. is insane. Yeah, yeah. Yep. awesome. It, it's top tier. There isn't a, a demon or a dude that's dead or anything that looks re- look like looks anything but real in this movie. It's yeah, all yeah, insane. Yeah. All of the violence is grotesque and gory and perfect. Yes, yeah, just some of the performances and writing that bring it down to a 6 out of 10. But uh yeah, go check mm. it out, especially if you like horror or you want to support Australian films like we do. Yes. Because hopefully yep, yep. It, this will be us in a few years making something like this, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Well, hopefully very soon. We don't know. <laughs> oh, who knows? All that right. would be the so, dream. All right. Let's get on to, obviously, the second subject of tonight, uh, which, as always, at the moment, we are watching Ahsoka Season 1, Episode (laughs) 7, or Part 7. Yes, we're back. We're back watching Ahsoka again. Um, So in this week's episode, Hera must answer to the New Republic while a reunion takes place far, far away. So, obviously, this episode, we start out out... The New Republic headquarters, whatever you want to call it, having a meeting with the actions that took place a couple episodes ago of Hera basically not well doing what they said and everything like that and helping Ahsoka. And now she's getting reprimanded for it and everything like that until a very familiar person came in to see it and um, helped her out with all that. So, yes, they actually had... Dan- Anthony Daniels come back to play C-3PO yeah, in this man. episode, which I was not expecting, and especially so when cool it's actually Anthony Daniels himself, uh, yeah. which was even more interesting. 
because um, obviously, like yeah. Yeah, we were um, debating whether it was him or not. Um, we were talking with yep, the people yep, who were yep. watching. With like, is that Anthony Daniels? Is that just some guy? It's so cool to see C three PO come back. And yes, I, yeah, yes. I like that scene. Um, again, it had the rebel, uh, the the bad uh, senator going like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, da da. I know you th- were uh, in all of the movies and it's a the myth that Thrones exists. Yeah. yeah, it's some of that stupid thing carries over, but there's less of that yep, this yep. episode, which is good. Yeah. And then what happens, Ahsoka and Hu Yang, or actually, before we go into that, Ahsoka is training in her ship while it's still in hyperspace because she's still inside oh, yes. the whale. And there's a little holocron training video of Hayden Christensen yet again, and it actually is Hayden Christensen um, this time. <laughs> and he seems to look even better in the hologram than he did in like the past episodes. It actually looks like him, him this time. Um, which was really cool to see because you know she's training because she knows she's going to have to fight Balin once again. She knows that fight's coming, so she's doing the dual welding lightsabing. Um, and then her and Hu Yang finally make it to the new planet, to the new universe in the hyper whales, um, the Purgles, um, only to be, well, unprepared for basically there's an entire minefield that Thrawn has already laid out for them. And so they basically exit the Purgle. I'm uh, trying to go through this minefield, and then the Purgles just leave them behind because they're like, we're not putting up with this. That's their problem now. They basically <laughs> leave them behind <laughs> out of cover, and then they have to um, hide and escape, and they hide in the um, asteroid field or the dead whale asteroid field anyway um, yeah. and waiting to see what happens next. Um, yeah, sure. So, yeah. And then basically from much. there, we get Thrawn aware that she has made it into um, here. And then he finds out that she is none other than the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. Um, And you can see on his face, like his changed reactions, because obviously he knows who Anakin (laughs) is. He knows he became Darth Vader and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, wait a minute now. I'm going to have to change my tactics a little bit. And this just puts it down to how well of a character Thrawn has written and how (laughs) Dave Floney just understands so much. And I cannot wait um, to see what happens in the movie trilogy. They're setting up for Thrawn and everything like that now. It's just going to be so cool yeah. just to see an actual good villain at Star Wars again. That is just terrifying. Um, because, yeah, he changes up his tactics. He gets the Night Sisters involved um, to help him out, being like, I need you to track down Ahsoka for me and find out where she is. Because then Ahsoka tries to use the Force to connect with Sabine, and then she finds it. And then also the Night Sisters hijack along that line of the connection, and they find her. And then she's on the run again. All the stuff happens. And then we have. Ezra and Sabine with the hermit people yet again. And I love these hermit crab people. Crab people. Yeah. <laughs> crab people. Crab people. Crab people. And you know, crab they're people. reminiscing about the events of the original trilogy, um, basically how the Empire fell. And then we do get a line of when he asks about Palpatine died, and Sabine says, Well, that's what some people say. Um, oh. Obviously, <laughs> making it, yeah, a little bit up in the air about what's happening because of the sequel trilogies and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, obviously for them to be attacked by, um, the storm, no, the little, what the, what are they, I don't, I don't know what they're called. The, the other local people that the ride the hounds and stuff like that, the mercenary dudes. Yeah. yeah. And obviously you got, um, Balin and Hearty and everything like that. And at this point as well, this is another interesting point with Balin's character, um, sets his apprentice free, essentially. Um, yeah. because yeah, and this is another like just mystery. We can get back to it once we 
covered it all with Balin's yeah, character. Sure. He is the most mysterious, probably the most outstanding character in this show at this point, yeah. even though we have Thrawn and everything like that. And um, we had Hayden Christian come back, but it's this Balin's character. I'm just like, what is he doing next? Like, we don't know what his intentions no. are because his intentions are so totally different to everyone, even his apprentice. Like, he let his apprentice go to seek her own path now because, like, he's she's not ready for what he's going, he's doing type thing. Um, and that's mm. just led to a whole other big fan theory going on on the internet at the moment because of it. Um, so, obviously, from there, yeah, um, Sabine and Ezra get attacked by them and then the stormtroopers come in because Thrawn sent a uh, garrison out well a few of them out anyway and just to test out um Ahsoka's skills as well a little bit almost um and then we also have Balin and Ahsoka fight again in this episode I forget about that it was a bit like eh, up in the air a bit with the sword fighting again um yeah they definitely if they do a season two or hopefully for the films anyway they do need to improve upon the sword fighting um a lot i reckon just to make him you know like you got that like phantom of the menace darth maul level mm -hmm. and when well, they did revenge of the sith and everything like that level um but obviously they comes it's kind of a stalemate again this time around um because obviously yeah. balen still is somewhat winning in that fight against her um until she's assisted by hu yang in the ship and makes an explosion while she just runs away and just leaves him there and he's just like ah i don't want to kill her oh, anyway well. But he was kind of happy to see her alive, though. That was that was cool because he doesn't want to kill Jedi. Yeah. He just thinks it's a waste. Um, and then obviously, after all that, she comes in, saves the day, and then meets up with Sabine and Ezra and all oh, huggy wuggies. She laughs a little bit seeing Ezra, and then Thrawn basically sees this defeat, kind of a win, a victory for him because she's lost time for Thrawn's master plan, which is whatever's in that cargo they were pulling in from last episode. Um, which they're nearly yep. completed. And yeah, that's basically the gist of this week's story. So what do you think, Clayton? What do you think of this Whoa. week's episode well, of Ahsoka? All right. Uh, going into this, is this is the obviously the ep the episode that sets up the finale. And um, yes. I will say it felt like just on, on par with the other ones that we've seen. I, it hasn't dropped in quality. It stayed the same. My criticisms of the show are staying the same throughout this entire episode with some of the dialogue some of the choreography, um, most of the choreography yes. in the action scenes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it feels like the show's consistently good, which isn't a bad thing. It just, I, just, I wish this episode took it up another level. But I feel yeah. like we, yeah. we're in for it in the finale because stuff like Balin's oh, character yes. being mysterious and we still don't know what he's up to. I love that. Nope. I love it when they just don't nope. reveal what's happening. You know, it's the show don't tell rule of filmmaking. You know, like yes, oh, he's yeah. not going to tell us what he wants. We'll just see it when it happens. No, um, yeah, yeah. it feels like it's being handled really well. The stuff between the stuff with Ezra, not so much. I feel like his yeah. character in this might have been letting it down a little bit for me. And considering yeah. oh, I don't it's know in too much, yeah, about have him, you watched Rebels? Was, yeah, <laughs> I've seen some of Rebels, and I I know yeah, a yeah. bit about him and how he acts and stuff. But it just felt a little bit a little bit weird. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, and so that stuff was alright. Ahsoka again gets sidelined in her own show. Thrawn is like the coolest yeah, villain yeah. ever uh yeah, he's yeah. he steals the show again whenever he's on screen it's just it's yeah. the show is where it is now this episode is just none of the mysteries have been answered setting up no, for the finale no. where hopefully we get answers to everything i don't know how they're going to answer everything it feels like they won't 
it would be really good if they do. Um, I hope so too. So yeah, it, it feels um, yeah definitely a lot of a lot of setup. No yeah, because that's the thing. There's like yet. there's like two different things going on at the moment in the show yeah. because there's so many characters in the show, and I'm glad they're not like adding in in too much more because and yeah, this is where this episode anyway it kind of fell short from the last two in my opinion um just because yeah it started to get more convoluted again um of just yeah, having okay. the attention on all these other characters and stuff like that and having their own topics and where it was just like no we should have just been like following a bit more on this character um a bit yeah. more this episode you know what i felt like um mm -hmm. and that's the thing with like balen's one and everything like that i feel like we should have seen a bit more of him and like we could have got rid of like the whole Hera scene and everything like that. I just felt like that to start off yeah, the episode. Yeah, probably. It just felt a bit like slow to like get the ball rolling a bit for this week's episode as well. Um, because that's the thing. At the moment, we have Balin and where his interest lies, which is not with Thrawn and anything like that, is something on this planet. And then you've got whatever Thrawn's trying to do as well. Because obviously he's ready to go back to the main galaxy and get sorted, but he also has yeah. a master plan or or something going on in those cargo things. And they also got like the Night Sisters, you know, they like got their thing as well. And it's just, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, it's still been on pace going through the flow with the Soka and everything like that. And it is still bringing back that overall, like what Star Wars should be. Like there is that mysteriousness to it type thing. I always felt like that was a thing with um, the original trilogy when like they were developing a lot more and stuff like that. They would talk about stuff. And everything like yeah, that. Yep. And then they would just be like, oh, we'll cover that like later down the line type thing. But there was always like a mystery to it, like of all these things they talked about. And especially when Dave Filoni started creating the Clone Wars with George Lucas and everything like that, that was very much in the same vein where they were talking about all this stuff, all this other things were going on. And it left to the overall mystery and the adventures of Star Wars and everything like that. And I feel like he's definitely doing the same thing in the show, which I really enjoy and everything like that. But it's just, I'm hoping that we get those answers resolved and resolved in a good way. You know, like it doesn't come yeah. too quick. It would just like one sentence type thing. And where it's just like somehow yeah. Palpatine returned. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that'll be the case. Considering there's such no, a huge no, no. plan for everyone involved in this show, it, it, yep. Feels, yep. it feels a lot. But it also because there's a huge plan for everyone in this show, it makes me feel like not much is going to get resolved next week. It makes me think we're going to yes. cliffhanger Thrawn's back to the universe. What are we going to do now? Wait two years for a movie? Yeah. I don't yep. want that to be the case. I mean, in the long well, run, the even if there might be like thing, a season two yeah. of Ahsoka, potentially, we don't know yet. They haven't announced no. anything quite yet with things. Just, I, I hope um, the show can come to a satisfying conclusion because it's yes. been really good. Yes. All the yep. performances are great. Everything visual is really cool. It's just some dialogue, some choreography yep. that's putting yep. it down. Um, yep. It, it feels really good. And it's definitely filling a place of Star Wars where it's giving us the fun, expanded side of things. You know, it's expanding on other galaxies and mysteries yes, of the yeah, Force yeah, and yeah. Jedi that aren't quite bad or good, you know. It's, yep, it's this cool yep. look into the universe that we haven't really got much of. And uh, considering no, no. most of Star Wars sucks, and they're <laughs> like half and half, it's the rule of two. You know, there has to yeah. be balance. It's the rule of two. Yeah, there has to be balance to the force. That's what it is. All right. Yeah, That's how Star Wars, Star Wars works. Has it has it's to be good, good and then it has Wars. to be bad. <laughs> Yeah, still in yeah, good we're still Star in good Star Wars. Wars. And that's another thing. That's why I've been really happy about with this show. It has remained consistent all throughout that's, it. Yeah. And um, I'm so, like, 
so did like Andor in its own way and everything like that. But this is the yeah. thing about like the difference between Andor and Ahsoka, where Andor very much did a darker tone and kept it like grounded and everything like that. Yeah, where yeah. with Dave Filoni and Ahsoka, he was just like, oh, we've got new galaxies. Oh, we're bringing Thrawn back. Oh, there's this big mysterious entity this guy's searching for, you know? And it's yeah. all been done well. Like he's bringing these massive, wild new things into the lore of Star Wars now. Like he's literally changed Star Wars again, adding on all these things and stuff like that. And it's done well. Like it hasn't done it bad, or not yet anyway. Um, and you know, and like we're saying, this hopefully it does get resolved in a nice way and everything like that. That all the build up for the show. And that's the thing because I don't think I think we're going to get a forty minute or less than forty minute episode next week. Um, I don't know, man. So it's going to be interesting to find out to see how well they actually wrap it all up, and then what yeah. is it going to lead to? You know, is it are they going to announce that Ahsoka gets to season two, or they're just going to be like, oh, we're going straight into the films now? Um, no, but they haven't said no, anything about that yet, and so we'll mm. wait to see where the time comes. But yes, obviously the major standout as well today was um, Lars Mikkelsen as Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh hell and yeah! We we just can't get enough of him. He is just I, I, right. yeah. <laughs> I would love a Thrawn show, honestly. Have a villain side yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Or have one of the movies I would actually be watch from that. his perspective. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah, if the first yeah. Thrawn movie is just him putting together an army and conquering planets yeah. and building up strength before we switch over to the heroes for the second or third movie? You know how that would be absolutely that would be? amazing. It would be wow. so cool. Because, again, that would be that something would be we so don't cool. get to see. Something like that yeah, would be yeah. awesome. We don't get to see enough of the bad guy side of things in Star yeah. Wars. and Yeah, just straight up yeah. call the first movie Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, even if they did, like, the book things and they make it, call it, like, Thrawn yeah. Ascendancy or something, and it's just him. Yeah. Focusing on him the whole time. We follow him around doing things. And yeah. honestly, his performance alone would carry that movie. Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. like it. I mean, I hopefully Filoni somehow gets that idea and puts it through. Filoni, if you're listening, <laughs> do that movie. <laughs> hey, Filoni, whenever you're an avid listener, just do what we say. We'll write it for you as well. Um, you know, you got us here. <laughs> yeah, so, it's definitely so much potential. Like you said, the show has been so consistently good. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard, and it makes it hard to talk about because it's been consistently good. And this is a setup episode. It's like we we yes, talk about what yes. happens. But then we've got to wait to tell you about how you, it plays off. What happens next week? We, we don't so know. Before yeah. we, because I actually want to go into predictions on what you think for next episode. So do you want to quickly wrap Ooh. it up and say our final yeah, thoughts right. and thought on this one? So I'm giving this episode an 8.5. Yeah, I felt like this episode, it just started a bit too slow for me than compared to what the other two are and just wasn't like the overall um, hype factor to it because it's still leading into all the final episode type thing. And I also felt as well, still the whole thing. Um, with Ezra's character, I'm still not quite liking it. I liked it a bit more than last week, but it's still just like yeah. they're not asking the reasons why House of Bing got here and everything like that. And he's just like, I use the force now. I don't need a lightsaber. That oh, type man. of thing. Um, and so, yeah. So what are your final thoughts, Clayton? Yeah, I, I mean, I pretty much agree with you. I'm giving the episode an 8 out of 10. It, it's consistently good, but yeah, decisions... It's it's writing that's letting it down. Writing and lightsaber yeah. choreography. The things with, like, yes. some of the characters, yeah. some of the lines, some of it feels very forced and flat. Same sort of issues that Talk To Me had, I'd probably agree. Um, it still yep, looks yep. really amazing. It's The soundtrack is oh, really yeah. good. Everything yep. we're seeing is I know. Great. I was looking so much at all the practical effects for this episode. I don't know why. It was just, like, all the 
crab people and stuff like that and the little caravan things. I was just looking at it all and then like at the backgrounds and stuff like that. I was just like, this so is good. so great just to watch again. <laughs> like it's just it like is. this is what Star Wars is. is meant to be. This is what it is. It looks, it um, looks so before, really good. But yeah. It looks really good. So before we wrap up tonight's podcast anyway, um, we'll talk about our predictions for episode eight, which is going to be the finale of Ahsoka. Ooh. And I can't believe seven weeks have already gone by. Well, six weeks right. because the first week was a true um, premiere. Um, so, yeah, what are your predictions and hopeful final thoughts for right. episode eight of Ahsoka? Okay. Predictions. Oh, all right. So what I hope for or what I think is going to happen because they're, they're slightly what different. What you hope for? And, okay, let's start with what you think is going to happen. Okay, what I think is going to happen is Soka's now with Ezra, right? So they're going to get together. They're going to need to find yep. a way back to the galaxy. So they're obviously going to try and tag along onto the Star Destroyer as it's leaving, packing it up. It's yep. gonna, they're just going to make it on somehow. There's going to be a yep. confrontation with Thrawn. They're going to get back to the other galaxy. Hera's going to show up, and then Thrawn's going to get away, and that's how it ends. There might be yep. a bit of a battle, but it's going to end with no one dying. It's going to be like a, oh, no, we got back, and Thrawn's in the universe. That's how it's going to yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So, don't so think it's what are your hopes then? What are your hopes on hope, how it's going to end? Oh, I hope, and this is going to be really insane, but I hope Thrawn kills like everyone in the new galaxy. I hope he kills Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, <laughs> Huyang, and gets away. And then yep, Hera shows yep. up, and it's like, what the hell's going on? And Thrawn's like shown up as this huge threat as the end of the show ends on a bad note. Like, like we kill yeah, Ahsoka, yeah. something like that. Or even if we don't kill her, we, like, kill Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka's, like, brutally injured on Thrawn's ship or something and gets, yeah, I yep. don't know, saved somehow that way. I just, I hope Thrawn wins. I know it won't happen. If it if it does, I will be so surprised. But it feels oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I hope that because it's we don't see that. Don't, it's going to be the most generic ending of they get back and they get away and that's how it ends. See what well, happens next time. I wouldn't be so sure of that, bud. <laughs> oh. Because, yeah, my thoughts on what's what's leading to and everything like that, and this may or may not be also part due to apparent leaks as well. Um, oh, that you're I cheating. Have read online. You're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm not sure how valid these leaks are and everything like that because they couldn't find the actual source to them. But my thoughts for next week's episode is that Especially even in this episode, it already like some of the lines Ezra, what he was saying. He's like, Oh, I'm definitely making it back home. I'm just like, Ezra's going to die next week. He said it so many times this episode. I'm just like, You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel Hopefully. like Dave Filoni, being the writer that he is, and like how much of a change up already this season has been with a lot of new elements, where he's just like, I know Thrawn, what well, he has the most, he knows Thrawn is a big bad guy. So I'm going to have to show everyone who's watching the finale of the show how much of a bad guy he truly is. So yeah, I my thoughts is that probably Ezra, most likely Ezra, is not leaving this planet. He is not making okay. it back to New He's going to die on this planet. Um, um, I also have a feeling Ray Stevenson's um, Balin's character is probably going to die at some point as well. He's probably going to yeah, find that like, this mysterious me. thing. Um, or something like that. And that's the thing, because it's just like, what are they going to do with his character if they do keep him know. alive type thing? Yeah, or he just might they, get they stuck really on can't. that planet. He just might get stuck on that planet, you know? Maybe. Um, 
but yeah, my overall ideas on what I want them to do is yeah, basically when they go back to the new galaxy, hopefully towards that later part of next week's episode, whatever Thrawn's been planning in those cargo things or something like that is such yeah. a major threat that it ends on like the biggest cliffhanger of making him oh, I hate more you, evil than Darth <laughs> Vader. You know, I oh. want him to blow up a planet or something with like Barry, innocent man. people and, and everything like that. And like you said, I hope, Ooh. yeah, like Ahsoka and Sabine get really badly damaged, like almost on the level of dying type thing. Or he might just kill the entire New Republic fleet when he gets back. You know, yeah, I, wa- I want something along those lines to happen. Um, mm. I really hope, my hopes are for next week, they don't kill off Hu Yang because if they kill Hu Yang off, I'm going to riot. Like he's the yeah, yeah, yeah. It would surprise me. Is is so great, um, but yeah, it's it's just like it's still such a mystery and up into air as to what's going to actually happen because this is the thing now they're setting up for this villain where even as avid viewers and everything like that, you can't really you don't know what this guy's you don't know what Thrawn's going to do next essentially because normally in most films and TV shows when you have a villain or a hero is they throw they go down a very predictable plot like yes i am evil i am going to do this next or i yeah. am good i am going to do this next you know they follow that same storyline routine and everything like that but with thrawn he's just like okay i'm somewhere in between you know i can either do this or i can do this you're not going to find out and that's <laughs> what makes him just so terrifying and great and you know it's and so the whole thing with Balin's character it's so fun to watch yeah. his performance like I was worried because obviously it's the same voice actor they used for Rebels and everything like that. I was really worried about how it would come to be shown live action with that same actor. Like, does he have the capabilities to do it physically on. and stuff like that? Yeah. He is spot on. He is absolutely oh, yeah. spot on. Um, but also as well with um Balin's character, I really hope whatever he's seeking or whatever it is, like that story ends in a way that is that builds more mystery upon the Star Wars universe. Like, what is calling to him? type thing because there's so many big theories going around the internet at the moment and it has to be something pretty big you know type thing um as to what it is and i hope that it sticks the landing with his storyline for next week's episode and we find out truly as to what it is and yeah so that's basically i feel like a a, a (laughs) recap of of part seven anyway called dreams yeah. and madness that's what the title episode and that i feel like is a wrap on tonight's ah, episode i feel like wow. it is i feel like we've covered it as much as we can with next week's episode yeah yeah now it's like to wait for next week yes it is oh boy because that's the thing it's going to be a big season finale that's for sure it will be. all right stay tuned everyone uh same bat time stay same, tuned. Bat ta- same bat channel yes <laughs> So thanks for listening, everyone, and also watching on the YouTube version. As always, um, you can see our wonderful faces, and we also have a director's cut where we go for a little bit longer. And in tonight's director's cut, we will be talking about more stuff, so make sure to go and watch the YouTube version as well. And that has been everything from here at We Talk Film. Oh.